0: Welcome to the Bench Squad Podcast, your inside look into our beloved fantasy football team where we discuss anything and everything football. It's a whole lot of talking and a bunch of BS. It's the Bench Squad.
1: You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box, okay? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Get up, get up. Sit down. I love, I love, I love, I love. No, no brainer, no brainer. Sit down. No, 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 no.
0: Welcome to the Bench Squad Podcast. I'm your host, Robin, and here with your co-host Brian.
1: What's up guys? And
0: we are missing Jonathan Jonathan into <laughs> uh, responsibilities again.
1: Just Classic. Always
0: Love always Slacking, but getting stuff done.
1: (laughs) For sure. I love our responsibility segment. Yeah. (laughs) At the beginning of every podcast. Yeah,
0: that's the only thing that we are 100% for sure and accurate about. (laughs) For sure. But we have uh, some interesting NFL news. Uh, Not too much crazy things going on in our league, but it's just. Things are kind of heating up with all these 4-5 uh, five, and 5-4 five, teams. Uh, so that's yeah, going sure. so to be interesting to look at. But in terms of NFL news, uh, big news was Dez Bryant got picked up by the Saints and then immediately injured. Oh, boy. It's honestly a tragedy. It is so sad, especially because I thought it was I was going to – make a huge it was gonna make a huge impact on my team picking him up for free
1: yeah honestly um I think people probably didn't expect too much from Des Bryant but since he took so long to sign with the team but I think that wasn't due to talent I feel like he's still really good and with how explosive the New Orleans offense is I think he could have been a really good pickup, but unfortunately, fantasy implications are basically nil now.
0: That is what it is. and I, We have to live with these, these heartbreaking news, um, and I'm sure Dez is taking this a lot harder than I am, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I won't be tweeting at him.
1: <laughs> For sure.
0: Yeah, so just to uh, give a quick over... No, not over look recap of of what's going on in our league we have jonathan's team olden age aj green at heart and y'all mahomes in the lead uh, at six and three we have three five and four teams alvin and the pick tugs Ziki, do you love me and the fiery chasm once it came we have four four and five teams stealing the show god turley Chump for the dub and the brady bunch and one two and seven team digs in a blanket
1: yeah, I feel like just like a couple of weeks ago, we had like four, two, and five teams. Yeah, and um, now three of them have moved up, while one has kind of remained. But yeah, it's been pretty interesting last couple of weeks. Yeah, really the exciting. biggest
0: biggest one to note is Chubb for the Dub was two and five, bottom of the whole league. Uh, came came in with two back to back wins and is now tied for third, technically. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's almost in that playoff contention, I think. So that's pretty exciting for him. Uh, if he manages to complete the comeback, then I think that will be pretty legendary in our league.
0: Yeah, that would be uh, a storyline waiting to happen. Uh, but I, I I think you know has been picking up good players, uh, making some good moves to get himself the win, and that is what fantasy football is all about—to react to uh, whatever is going on in the NFL. Let's move into sure, the matchup, starting with my matchup with you, the show <laughs> versus Shiki. Do You Love Me. Uh, you had Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster already play with a, a solid 51.9 points, and that is the show. Uh, see you later, guys, next week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, gosh.
0: Man, Thursday night. <laughs> Steelers versus pa- uh, Panthers, fifty-two to twenty-one. That was a crazy game.
1: Yeah, uh, color me uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, I definitely did not mind that outcome at all.
0: Yeah, so that that is, man, that, just looking at that <laughs> score with two players playing and already fifty-one point nine points on the board, it just scares me. But. Uh, the rest of your team, I'll I'll list them off: Ezekiel Elliott, Sony Michelle, who I think is going to play this week, Marlon Mack, who ju- uh, came off of questionable, Odell Beckham Jr., Jimmy Graham, Patriots defense, and Adam Vinatieri.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if this is the same case for both us for any of our listeners, but I technically tend to hate hate Thursday night games. I hate just having scores down before the rest of the games play. But I think it paid off okay for me this time, so I can deal with it. Um, on the other side, we have Thielen the Show. He's got Matt Ryan as quarterback, David Johnson, Wendell Smallwood, on Johnson as the running backs, Mike Evans and Anthony Miller as the receivers, Trey Burton, Bears defense, and Randy Bullock to round out his team.
0: Man, I have... Every single player in my in my bench on by <laughs> this week except for Dez Bryant. Yeah. I was I was considering putting in Des Bryant over Anthony Miller this week, but then Des got, got injured, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stuck with Anthony Miller. But I don't want to say stuck because I think that Anthony Miller could have a have a good game uh, against Detroit, uh, especially if the Bears get the running game going. Uh, I think that opens up the field a lot for Anthony Miller, especially with Alan Robinson back this week, which I think is going to happen.
1: For sure. I think I'd also like to say that I did notice that your whole bench was on buy, which is really unfortunate. And uh, before Des Bryant was officially signed and that was updated on uh, the ESPN platform, he was technically on buy as well. So I thought that was just hopefully that's a good sign for me. I think uh, if I can't pull out this week, then I probably don't deserve deserve any more progress. So uh, let's see how this week goes. Um, As to Anthony Miller... Yeah, I think um, he's been really solid. He's obviously been the Bears' uh, rookie receiver his first year, um, and I think he's been really promising. So I'm excited to see what he does. I'm, I'm wondering how Allen Robinson's return will uh, play into his production this week. Obviously, Allen Robinson could be just used as a decoy, which could open up space for Miller. But if Allen Robinson is okay and starts to drain a lot of targets away, that could possibly hurt Anthony Miller's production.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, well, that voice crack. Uh, <laughs> my other receiver, Mike Evans, who had a terrible terrible game last week, 1.6 points against Carolina. Uh this week against Washington, I'm hoping for a better game uh, from him and both uh him and FitzPatrick.
1: Yeah, I think um I think it's going to be encouraging uh, FitzPatrick uh notably had um had a segment where he said he credited himself with the blame for Mike Evans' poor performance. And I think that's encouraging to hear. I think Fitzpatrick will probably renew his focus on his best wide receiver. And I think another pretty encouraging thing to note is that Fitzpatrick was not pulled out of the game after a disappointing first couple of quarters where he threw two interceptions. Um, obviously there was a risk of maybe just like a QB carousel where both Fitzpatrick and Winston are just being swapped in and out willy-nilly, which could hurt (laughs) the whole team. um, Yeah, they could go for a quarterback by committee. Yeah, seriously, I don't know. With the Bucs, anything could happen. So I think this stability is a little bit more um, optimistic for Mike Evans. I think he bounces back.
0: All right, I'm hoping for that as well. One good thing about my whole uh, Ben's being on bye is that I'm leaving it all up to the, the players <laughs> that I have. And it's, I can't have any regrets of <laughs> not putting in someone uh, instead of another player. So this is kind of, this is the first time this ever happened to me.
1: No, um, it's, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. It's like kind of relieving at some yeah. point. Like, oh, I, don't, I don't have any other options. So I'm like confident in this squad. Right. right now. Just let this, it is, happen. this is what I got.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm I guess I could uh, celebrate in that at least going into this week against you. Um, We we mentioned Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster. You also have another huge um, big-name receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., who had very good games the past two weeks.
1: Yeah, I think um, this season has really been teaching me more about Good players on bad teams. Um, I'm also trying out Zeke Elliott and OBJ. Their teams are literally averaging nearly 16 to 18 points per game. I believe it's pretty mediocre from those teams. But um, just watching them has been a little stressful because their teams are terrible. But hopefully, as of right now, they haven't been affected too much, and I think that's just really impressive.
0: Yeah, uh, OBJ it's- is is not as concerning as Ezekiel Elliott for me because. I think OBJ has the skill set to um, outrun his, his uh, corner and to get open. Um, and so I think half of it is in his control and the half other half would be um, to see if Eli Manning can get him the ball. But Ezekiel Elliott, with a terrible offensive line, um, doesn't matter how good of a running back you are, like David Johnson has been um, the the beginning of the season. With a terrible offensive line in front of you, how much can you really do?
1: not even okay i have a huge dallas cowboys rant i don't know do you want to hear it robin oh
0: go for it let's do that the,
1: how, how long is, is it gonna be oh, I <laughs> this don't might know. be I the end of the episode numbers. right here
0: All right, yeah,
1: this, this is the episode right now i am I was watching that tennessee Titans dallas cowboys game and i was upset i was very upset this dallas cowboys team is absolutely a mess right now um when I first started playing fantasy football, the players I drafted, Tony Romo, Marion Barber, Miles Austin, all these great players, and I fell in love with the team. And I watched them this past Monday, and I was just absolutely devastated. Oh, my Lord. Ezekiel Elliott, despite his team being bad, despite Tennessee having the 10th best running defense over the period of uh, almost half a decade at this point, he had 10 points standard it by the end of the first half. And the game was tied fourteen to fourteen. Obviously the rest of the game is known. He ended up with eleven points for the whole game and Dallas didn't score a single point after that. I just do not know what is happening with this Dallas Cowboys offense. I... oh Lord, what is this noise?
0: Oh, can you hear it well? I'm putting yeah, some sad music. Light. Oh <laughs> I'm playing some sad music for your for your rant. Okay.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> And I'm not even sad about fantasy right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm just in disbelief about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> At half, or like Kevin Bayard on the Tennessee Titans caught an interception, and he celebrated on the Cowboys star like oh, T.O. of old. And in that game when T.O. celebrated on the star, the, the, the teams were instantly enraged. There was a fight right that broke out right in the middle of the field. This Cowboys team, they didn't even react. They did not care that they just got. The opposing player was literally celebrating on their logo and they just went back to their benches. This team is literally dying. I don't think they care at all about the season anymore. Oh, Lord. No, man. let's continue. I'm done. Oh, oh
0: man. Yeah, it, it is concerning, but it it is somewhat uh, promising that Ezekiel Elliott still put up 11.2 points, even in a terrible game. Um, man, it's just heartbreaking to see someone with that much talent be on such a bad team.
1: <laughs> it is. It really is. <clears throat> uh, I,
0: I mentioned David Johnson, who also was, you know, putting up decent numbers or pretty good numbers um, on a bad offensive line. Uh, but their offense seems to be kind of picking up the pace. And you think that David Johnson's going to have a good week this week?
1: Yeah, no, I think this is actually a prime blow-up spot for David Johnson. Um, Their last week in San Fran, with their new offensive coordinator, with a new (gasps) revamped look, they pulled out a nice comeback win over San Francisco. Um, Obviously, San Francisco isn't the hottest team. Well, maybe with Nick Mullins now. Who knows? Who knows, right? But uh, that was a great comeback win. I think that inspires a lot of confidence in the team. They're coming off a bye now. And um, I think... Honestly, looking at, even at the Cardinals' rest of the season schedule as well, I feel like David Johnson could end this season as a top-10 running back.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's definitely a possibility, um, especially with the rest of his season. Um, not playing against really good teams, especially against the run, uh, except for Green Bay and, and the Rams later on. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can see that happening. Are there any other players on this matchup that you want to talk about?
1: Um, I guess I'm definitely interested um, in how on Johnson performs. Obviously, Chicago has been a beast at uh, defending the, especially rushers, mm-hmm. but obviously the defense is just amazing in general. Um, I feel like on Johnson obviously has that one play potential where he hits a 50-yarder in just one carry, which could all, always be be a backbreaker in fantasy matchups. But um, it also could depend on the matchup. And obviously, since you have so many Chicago and Detroit players playing for you, this team, I think that game was, will definitely be one to watch for us.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, one other player that I do want to mention is uh, Sony Michel, who I think, and you think that he's going to be back this week?
1: Um, Hopefully he'll be back this week. Um. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, he's actually been practicing limited for the past two weeks and giving me a false hope every time. So um, I'm, I'm prepared for the heartbreak this time. All right. And even, if he doesn't
0: play. <laughs> even with that, you still have a solid 51.9 points, and that is, uh, that's not why, but it, it kind of uh, gives me confidence in my prediction that you will beat me this week.
1: <laughs> yeah and um, obviously maybe we're just both being humble but I picked you to win this week um, I would not be surprised to see the rest of my seven starters not be able to get me to that century mark this week so we'll see what happens
0: so yeah we'll both
1: be uh,
0: celebrating and lamenting in either the prediction or the fantasy win this week and <laughs> so we'll see how how that plays out moving, sure. moving into the, the the next matchup Olden A.J. Green at heart versus <laughs> Dub. Chubb,
1: Chubb for the Chubb Dub. The
0: dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is an interesting matchup. Um, Olden A.J. Green at heart, one of the two six and 6-3 teams uh, leading the league. And Chubb for the Dub, who has come back from a terrible record to redeem himself. And with this win, uh, that would put him into a four-game winning streak. That's crazy. And upset the uh, the the number one, Olden AJ Green at heart, and put Chubb for the Dub in a very good spot for uh, a playoff potential.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think um, if Chubb for the Dub manages to pull out this win, he's actually very much um, has a chance to even get first in the division. I think that's crazy from where he started.
0: Yeah, and uh, Olden AJ, his team has. A.J. Green out, Philip Lindsay on bye, Demarius Thomas on bye,
1: and so he's kind of... Um, Chris Carson is likely not to play either, but I see he has the hopeful backup, Mike Davis, on the bench in case that would happen.
0: That's a smart move. Indeed. <laughs> the rest of his team, he has Philip Rivers as his quarterback, James White and uh, as his other running back along with Chris Carson... Christian Kirk, Alshon Jeffrey, and Julian Edelman as his wide receivers, O.J. Howard as his tight end, the Rams defense, and Harrison Butker as his kicker.
1: For sure. And um, Chuck, for the dub, um, one reason why Old and A.J. Green and Hart might be a little bit more confident after Thursday is that James Conner and Cam Newton. Noonan- both had uh, relatively disappointing games by their usual lofty standards um obviously the point total isn't terrible I guess 26 point eight points both of them combined they both got around 13 points but that is something encouraging because before this point they're both basically 20 point scorers and so um, that's one thing that old and AJ and green and heart can be a little bit Um, relieved about. The rest of his team obviously has Nick Chubb, Deion Lewis as the other running backs, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley as the receivers, Gronk at tight end, Packers defense, and Will Lutz.
0: Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb on Chubb for the the Dubs team, obviously, um, is sharing a lot of the work in the backfield with
1: um, Duke Johnson. Yeah, I think uh, the new offensive coordinator does seem to like Duke Johnson a lot.
0: And so how do you think that plays into Nick Chubb's performance uh, this week and moving
1: forward? Um, I think it is definitely going to be a test of how this new Browns offense will continue to function. Um, In last week against Kansas City, where they found themselves down and obviously in dire needs of points um, against a high-scoring offense— they still ran Nick Chubb 22 times. I think that's commitment for a back who's not really a pass-receiving back um, in a negative game script. And so I think Atlanta could be a similar situation where they might find themselves down big or uh, down at least a couple of points in negative game script. And so I think it'll be another test for the Browns uh, coaching staff to see, do we really want to keep running Nick Chubb 20 times a game in these kind of situations, or would we rather swap in our uh, pass-catching back?
0: Yeah, so um, in terms of end zone carries, uh, probably Nick Chubb. You think?
1: Um, I actually uh, Duke plays in the red zone um the past week against Kansas City. Uh, I think to end the second half, which is when they were down the most, it was started to be Duke Johnson to get those touches. Um, Nick Chubb will probably still get the touches if they're basically at like the one to five yard line. But otherwise, I could see Duke Johnson start to take more and more of those kinds of looks.
0: So this week, Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson, who do you think is going to do better? And maybe we can do a little a bet on this. Because right now, I think either one can uh, do well, but I think it would be uh, a good uh, duo to watch.
1: Ooh, for sure. Who are you leaning
0: towards right now? you gonna put me on. I was trying to put you on the spot, and then all right, I'll, 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 go, <laughs> I'll, I'll,
1: I'll take that on. I'll I'm, I'm gonna go the contrary pick right now. I'd say Duke Johnson gets the gets the pull this one. Oh man,
0: with Atlanta not being uh, too hot with the uh, the ball in the air, defending that, I think you could be right. But you know what? Let's make it interesting, and I'll go Nick Chubb this week.
1: <laughs> For sure, are we gonna are we gonna bet a prediction here.
0: Yeah, there it is.
1: That's our right, first prediction first.
0: of this week.
1: <laughs> For sure, of the Cleveland running backs, very important position.
0: Yeah, on, on a team who's who's, I don't know, I don't want to linger too much on this, but uh, Cleveland rest the season. How how are we looking?
1: Man, I think they've got. Honestly, a very winnable last half of the season. Um, Cincinnati is not scary. Carolina just got blown up. Uh, Denver has really not looked very good at all. I could see them uh, actually picking up a quite couple of wins here. Um, I think uh, I think Baker Mayfield has actually looked decent as well. Um, I think this. I, I think they're definitely on the rise.
0: Okay, that's good to hear, especially for this team um, with James Conner possibly out with a concussion. Um, and that's interesting because I guess it doesn't matter too much in this matchup for, but possibly for next matchup for both these teams because Jonathan has Le'Veon Bell on his bench, um, who may come back this week and may take over some of the uh, James Conner carries.
1: No, for sure. Uh, James Conner has kind of unfortunate timing to get this uh, concussion because Le'Veon Bell is uh, reportedly in. Pittsburgh, playing some pickup basketball in a local LA <laughs> fitness there. They're pretty cool stuff. But um, he and also Le'Veon Bell only has up to next Tuesday to report to play for this season. So I think we'll be finding out really soon whether or not the Pittsburgh situation gets a little murkier.
0: Yeah, that's going to be uh, – that's definitely been keeping everyone on uh, their toes, especially Jonathan who has stuck it out with Le'Veon Bell. Um, and kept him on the bench, and I, I guess you can't really take him off, um, but we may we may see him either hit the bench or hit the lineup in the next week or so.
1: For sure, I think it's a little risky for a guy um, for, like Le'Veon Bell who hasn't who's been partying in Miami this whole season. But obviously, if Connor's concussion symptoms linger or he's not exactly fit to play next week, Le'Veon Bell could be placed in a big responsibility role
0: yeah he'll definitely have the opportunity there uh moving on to the wide receiver position for uh for the dub he has cooper cup who came back from an injury and had a solid 14.9 points last week against new orleans and is playing seattle this week
1: for sure um i actually think cooper cup is a great play this week uh seattle Honestly, doesn't look that great outside of home. I think they are a very home-driven team. They play their best ball there. Um, this is going to be in L.A. and obviously, with the way the Rams' offense is just absolutely rolling right now, I, th- I think you got to start them.
0: That's a very good point. Uh, last player on this team to to mention, I think uh, that has some significance, is Rob Gronkowski who has been very disappointing uh, in terms of where he was drafted and the type of player that he's been the past few seasons, or all of his past seasons, really.
1: For real. Ever since he entered the league, he's literally been a showstopper.
0: Uh, do you think... Uh, what kind of performance do you think he's going to put up this week? Uh, is he even going to play?
1: Man, so um, actually last week, uh, me and... The other co host Joners had a conversation about Gronk and uh, Jimmy Graham as well. Um, I was um, much higher on Gronk for the rest of the season than um, uh, Joners was. Now I'm starting to feel a little bit iffy um, with the Patriots bye week being the 11th, which is the week after this one. Um, I'm really not sure that the Patriots will opt to use Gronk that much this week. Um, Obviously, he's dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, the Tennessee Titans aren't really a scary match. The Patriots can definitely beat him without um, an injured Gronk at hand. So maybe this is just um, an instance where it doesn't really make too much sense to force this guy back. Make, let him get two weeks off and uh, come back after the bye week hopefully stronger.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, Rob Gronkowski is someone that I think is interesting to keep an eye out on because even when he is healthy, he's not really putting up. Uh, the the value that you were expecting to um, but let's move on to the other side of the ball in old and AJ and Green and Hart's team um, you mentioned well, you mentioned Chris Carson possibly not playing this week
1: yeah um, honestly I um, it doesn't seem like he'll play right now at this moment and given my history with him the past in the early half of the season where I like, just could not find the games where he'd play well and I ended up dropping him I think it looks I would be scary about starting him this week I feel like having a backup plan is definitely warranted in here.
0: yeah definitely but um, he like you said he has Mike Davis on his bench just in case uh, but James White who's been doing well so far may have some competition I guess from his own teammate sony michelle
1: yeah um obviously i'm not entirely sure what sony's production will look like or even workload will be like in this next week obviously sony michelle is coming from coming off of a lingering injury and just like we talked about with um rob rinkowski there is that bye week in the very next week after this one so um, while I do think Sony Michel is probably a better start, I mean better block to start um, and play at least some. I don't see them really forcing the issue with Sony Michelle this week, and um, perhaps just kind of getting him a little ready before the bye week starts.
0: I agree with you on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on to the wide receivers, Alshon Jeffrey, who had. Um, A bye last week and the week before that against Jacksonville put up 3.5 points. Uh, Very disappointing, especially um,
1: knowing that his
0: production after his injury has been pretty solid.
1: Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, I think one thing to note is that it was against Jacksonville who has had... Their struggles and definitely doesn't look like the Jacksonville defense of last year, but they're still really good. Um, obviously, Alshon Jeffrey had coverage from Jalen Ramsey, and that's never something that you want to really target. This week against Dallas is definitely a better week um, matchup wise, but I think one thing that'll be interesting to look at is uh, Philadelphia recently acquired Golden Tate.
0: Yeah. That's, that's um, either going to take away some targets from. Um, Alshon, or maybe take away some, relieve some of the defense that is probably um, going to want to spread out even, uh, a bit more evenly uh, with Tate on the field.
1: Yeah, I think um, I'm actually I'm leaning more towards um, it will take away a little bit of value. Um um and Tate was on a team with a lot of solid right receivers in Detroit. They had Galladay, they had Marvin Jones as well. But he's still got 10 targets per game in Detroit. Um, you bring around the same amount of targets away in Philadelphia, I feel like Alshon Jeffrey um, might just inevitably lose a little value. But the, uh, at this point, we don't know how Golden Tate will be used.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure Joni is expecting and or hoping for Alshon Jeffrey to have a bounce-back week this, uh, this week against Dallas. Um, let's move on to the tight end OJ Howard on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Had a solid, not a solid, a great game uh, last week. Um, even with Mike Evans being bad, uh, Fitzpatrick has kind of not <laughs> been known to pass to the tight ends as much. But OJ Howard put up a great game.
1: Yeah, and at this point, um, he's got four touchdowns in the last four games. I think you just keep on riding him. Um, obviously, tight end position this season is a little is a little barren. So I think you got someone like this guy. I think you got to trot him out and hope for the best. I think um, it's definitely a matchup where he can do well. Um, Redskins aren't necessarily that scary. Um, so yeah, OJ Howard's a good play this week. Yeah, and especially when you line him up against
0: Gronkowski on the other side of the ball, it's not a scary matchup at all.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: All right, let's move on to the next matchup. We have Alvin and the Pink Tucks versus Yama Holmes. Yama Holmes is also uh, six and three, tied for first, and Alvin and the Pink Tucks is a close five and four. Uh, with the oh, let's go back to uh, Chubb for the Dub and AJ Olden, AJ Green at heart. Which team do you have winning?
1: Um, so I picked. Yunho, know, ho for the dub to win and it looks like you had Yoon-ho know, as well yeah. for the
0: dub and I'm, I think I'm just hoping for a upset this um uh, this week
1: even the standings are a little bit more on your side I see it I see it
0: yeah and uh give me a little bit more hope for the playoffs
1: mm-hmm, for sure um yeah honestly I think this is definitely a good shot for Chubb for the dub to get another win. The people's win, apparently. The uh, win. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, since we were talking about Rob Gronk and how, how we might not see him play, um, I think, you know, has a pretty good backup in uh, Evan Ingram against San Francisco this week. I don't think that's a terrible drop-off. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I th- think that's not bad at all. All
0: right, that just gives me a little bit more hope in uh, Chubb for the Dove. <laughs> all right, uh, going back to the next matchup, Alvin and the Pictucks. Tucks. Y'all Mahomes. Um, Alvin and the Pick Ducks has Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara, Tariq Cohen, uh, Melvin Gordon, and as the wide receivers, Josh Gordon, Mike Williams, tight end Zach Ertz, Saints defense, and Jason Myers as his kicker.
1: And um all Mahomes got Mahomes at QB, Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon as the running backs, Julio One Touchdown Jones as of uh, <laughs> As the number one receiver. Tyreek Hill at Robert Woods rounding out that receiving corpse. Greg Ol- with uh, a four point game. Um Bill's defense. This is this is a bold one, and uh Robbie Gold as the kicker.
0: No, Bill's defense is uh not terrible. Always, if you, yeah, I mean I guess you could uh attribute Mitch Trubisky's low scoring game last week um and because or to the Bears defense having such a good game and scoring all the touchdowns and not uh, having Mitch need to produce as much but if you could also see it that the bills shut down uh, the Bears offense to a degree
1: yeah no the bills defense is actually probably uh oh man they're a good <laughs> defense I don't want to get too hyped on them I think they're definitely a over half—they're better than half the defenses, I'd like to say, in the league, which is not bad. Yeah. But it's just their atrocious—actually atrocious offense that you could just—it's just so hard to trust the Bills defense. If if your quarterback is throwing three to four interceptions a game, it's just your defense can't deal with that. And um, honestly, I could see maybe against New York, the Jets, you might say, yeah, they're, they're not so great either. I honestly see um Josh McCown being an upgrade over Sam Darnold at this point. And so I think the Jets will actually be scary on offense this week.
0: Oh yeah, Josh McCown I, being in this week will definitely make a difference. Uh I mm-hmm. agree
1: as well. Yeah, so I think this is that's that's a risky pick, honestly. Um it's a bold call to trust the Bills at any point in this season, I feel like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but um I if I were uh Yama Holmes team owner Paul Wu I wouldn't be too concerned especially if I see Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill on my lineup against Arizona this week.
1: Yeah, and they're at home. Kansas City is one man. tough place to play. A lot of points from them. Yeah, just like always.
0: Yeah, and oh man, I'm just expecting this game to just blow up. Um I think both teams can put up numbers, but Yama Holmes with the Kansas City trio there, man, I would be so scared to play against that team.
1: No, for sure. And obviously, I'm not taking away anything from Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's a great talent. He's, he's so young as well. He's got so much to learn and uh, improve on. But his weapons are just absolutely absurd. Kareem Hunt is amazing. I feel like he gets underlooked a lot but he's actually number one in the league in forced, uh, forced missed tackles um, as a running back. And I feel like that is a great stat for just um, knowing just purely running back statistic, because I feel like um, offensive line can help you so much, but if you're forcing tackles to be missed, that's on the running back. And um, obviously Tyreek Hill is the fastest guy in the league. You know, he's got a lot of weapons.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. On the, uh, the other wide receiver on Yama Holmes, we have Robert Woods, who's been putting up uh, lower numbers than he has at the beginning of the season. Uh, maybe we attribute that to uh, Cooper Cup being back. Man, I blanked there for a second. Uh, Cooper <laughs> Cup being back and um, and or Brandon Cooks uh, performing a lot better than than uh, Robert Woods the past few weeks.
1: Yeah. Um... I think Brandon Cooks um, and Cooper Cup have both been kind of in and out of the lineup. Um, also, um, Gurley is obviously taking a, the lion's share of production in the end zone. And so if you're talking about deep targets for the Rams, I feel like that's probably more of um, Cooper Cup or Brandon Cook's specialty, which leaves Woods a little bit. Um, he's still a very talented receiver. Um, but if you're not getting many targets in the end zone and you're not the best breakaway target for the deep touchdown, I think it does kind of limit your value on the Rams. But obviously, you can't go wrong with how well the Rams are playing.
0: So this week, uh, the, the Rams played Green Bay and uh, New Orleans the past two weeks um, and had to put up numbers because the opponent, opponent team uh, was putting up numbers. This week against Seattle, do you think Robert Woods having a better game or uh, Brendan Cooks?
1: Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like at any given point, all three are a great bet to start, and it's basically just like a, a dice roll on which one gets the better stand line for the day. But um, against Seattle, uh, I don't particularly remember if they're a team that gives up the big play a lot, but I'm leaning towards that they're not. And so, yeah, I can see Robert Woods having a better day than Brandon Cooks.
0: Yeah, big division game. Um, Seahawks not having too much competition with the Cardinals and 49ers below them in their division, in their I'm conference. Sure. Um, so I don't see this as a must-win for Seattle, but I'm sure uh, they're going to be playing pretty hard this week against a uh, division or conference um, opponent.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is a really important game for both of them.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Julio Jones with the touchdown. <laughs> hey! Finally, <laughs> had a great game last game last week against Washington. Uh, up against Cleveland this week, uh, should we expect another touchdown?
1: Oh man, okay, um, another touchdown. Shoot, um, Denzel Ward is definitely the best quarterback on the Cleveland Browns. He actually missed last game against Kansas City um, because I think it was a concussion, actually. Um, and so Kansas City just went buck wild on the pass. They could not stop anything through the air. If uh, Denzel Ward does not play this week, I'm not sh- entirely sure of his status. I feel like Julio Jones has. Yeah, he has a good chance of getting another score. What right. do you think?
0: Um, I think I think the uh, the Atlanta Falcons are going to want to ride on this on this kind of hype that Julie, Julio uh, Julio Jones uh, <laughs> that Julio Jones has. Um, <laughs> and so I don't know I think I think there's a very good potential for Julio Jones to get a touchdown this week and I'm willing to place another bet on it ooh
1: okay was his bet
0: uh, over under one touchdown
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait wait over oh, over, over under okay. over under Half touchdown. Yeah, I guess that's.
0: Point nine a touchdown. Point yeah. Nine.
1: <laughs> so are you? Are you the one touchdown?
0: Yeah, I, I'll I'll say he gets one or at least one touchdown. All
1: right. Okay. No, I'll, I'll take I'll take the under. I'll take it.
0: All right. That's gonna be a fun one to watch.
1: For sure. Another prediction bet. Let's go.
0: <laughs> uh, Jonathan is definitely missing out. <laughs> a
1: lot of good bets going on.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the other side of the ball. Alvin and the Pig Tucks, do you want to name off their uh, starting lineup?
1: Yeah, they got uh, Aaron Rodgers in at QB, but Mitch Trubisky is on the bench. Alvin Kamara, Tariq Cohen, Melvin Gordon as his intimidating running back trio. Josh Gordon, Mike Williams as his receivers, Zach Ertz, Saints defense, and Jason Myers rounding out his team.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and Mitch Trubisky on the bench. It's very interesting because... Uh, Andy is probably the only Packers fan and the only, uh, <laughs> only owner in this league that doesn't like the Bears.
1: Yeah, in a Chicago-based league, that's I think it's pretty disappointing, uh,
0: honestly. It's you should get kicked. I'm I'm surprised he's still allowed to play in our league.
1: For sure, I, I don't know why I allow people to draft Packers players to begin with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Eric Rodgers and Trubisky, I think uh, both are solid quarterbacks to have. Would you? Um, sacrifice a, roster, a bench spot for Mitchell Trubisky rest of the season?
1: Um, Honestly, I think it doesn't hurt. Obviously, Mitchell uh, Trubisky has shown a lot of potential this season. I think a lot of growth. Um, Aaron Rodgers has... Played through some injuries at the beginning of the season. He actually hasn't been looking unstoppable as usual, as he usually is lately. Um, maybe he still has some negative impact from that earlier injury. Um, I think just to be safe, yeah, Metro Trubisky is a good hold.
0: Yeah, uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers, man. Uh, maybe he's losing some of his uh, his fire. He's still a great quarterback, but in the past two games against the Rams in New, New England, where he had to put up points, uh, 3 touchdowns in the past 2 weeks
1: Yeah um he's still um still a very smart errorless com- quarterback he still only has one interception like he usually does he has a great QB2 interception ratio throughout his whole career and he's keeping that up but the other numbers are not as lofty as he usually does
0: Yeah I um I agree it's it'll be interesting to watch how he does against Miami this week who which shouldn't be too uh, tough of a game for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's a good play still.
0: Running backs Alvin Kamara, Melvin Gordon, and Tariq Cohen. Uh, Melvin Gordon came back from a bye, did pretty decent, uh, uh, pretty well. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. As yeah. <laughs> decent, anyway. I'll take that any week. Um, and should have another great game against Oakland.
1: Yeah, Oakland looks like they're uh, packing it up this season. Um, They've had the worst uh, percentage of rushing uh, the passer and the rusher um, in the league. Um, Doesn't help that they gave away Khalil Mack, which I'm thankful for. But yeah, I don't think Melvin Gordon owners have anything to be worried about. Yeah, Oakland is so
0: interesting. I think um, they're obviously trying to uh, rebuild their team with Gruden um, as the head. But man... It'll be, they're going to have a lot of eyes on them in the next uh, few seasons um, to see how their team uh, transitions in this time.
1: Yeah, they obviously have a lot of early draft picks in the upcoming years, but if they don't get results with them, I think there's definitely going to be some eyes looking for scapegoats.
0: Yeah, but as of now, uh, start your players against Oakland.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, Alvin Kamara, his other court, uh, running back, uh, had a little bit of a dip uh, that one game against Washington, but after that, uh, other than that, even with uh, Mark Ingram back, he's been doing phenomenal, phenomenally. Uh, not someone you have to really worry about.
1: Yeah, I'm not worried about him anymore. Um, that Redskins game is looking to be more of a more uh, aberration for the season. Um, Alvin Kamara has outtouched Mark Ingram in every single statistic so far after that one game, so I don't think there's any worries. Um, and
0: Tariq Cohen, who had a terrible game last week due to the fact that Jordan Howard had two touchdowns against the uh, Buffalo Bills, and this week against Detroit, who's terrible against the run, um, I'm kind of hope I'm, I'm expecting the same. I don't think Tariq Cohen is going to put up numbers. Uh, but Jordan Howard's going to have a great game.
1: Yeah, I think um, uh, Jordan Howard is definitely the go-to guy when they find themselves um, on the in the red zone, um, close to goal line situation. Uh, you can't run Tariq Cohen into those big defensive linemen. So um, if scenarios like that uh, start to play out against the Detroit game, I think um, Jordan Howard is definitely going to be the better play. Um I'm a little worried about Tariq Cohen as well because he seems to either be a boomer bust guy, which um, obviously would be apparent from his kind of low usage but high explosiveness kind of game. So honestly, I think they're both good plays this week. Um, Detroit is not that great at stopping anything at this point. (laughs) So I think um, Tariq Cohen definitely has the talent to pull out another big one this week, and Jordan Howard definitely has the opportunity to get some scores this week as well.
0: Yeah, and they're also not good at stopping the, the defensive line from coming in.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Um, this week against the Bears against Detroit, uh, are we expecting similar things? Um, I, I think it was 10 sacks last week um, against Minnesota.
1: Oh, that was another thing that... Um, uh, another solid point for your team. You have the Bears defense that I was worried about. Man, Detroit looked terrible in that last game against the Vikings. They gave up ten sacks. They gave up a touchdown, yeah. a fumble recovery. They looked awful. If they can't shore it up, man, this uh, Chicago team is about to steamroll them. Yeah, against. Oh, Khalil Mack is back as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and they um, were pr- they're cautionary with his return. They've let him sit out an extra week, I think. So I think he should be coming back pretty close to full health. Man, yeah, that's as, scary.
0: As Bear fans, I'm sure you can hear our voices, kind of getting higher and and talking faster because we're getting (laughs) excited about uh, what's to come with these Bears. Uh, Going back to Tariq Cohen, though, uh, I mentioned Allen Robinson being back, uh, possibly opening up some of the shorter uh, passes up for Tariq Cohen. So I definitely see Tariq Cohen having the opportunity uh, for a high ceiling, um, even with Jordan Howard being used primarily in uh, running situations. Um, Tariq Cohen does have the the potential uh, for big plays, but his his uh, floor is kinda low, I think.
1: No, for sure. He's definitely gonna be more of a boom bust play. Um looking at his recent stats actually, the past two games he's only had two receptions, one reception each game. That's actually a little worry worrisome to me. Mm-hmm. Um you're really baking on that big play, I feel like here.
0: Yeah. Uh with the Bears kinda using him uh for those big kind of trick plays, uh it's it, it is possible uh that he does have that that's why he only has those two receptions. Um but if those don't work then yeah he's a complete bust.
1: For sure. Definitely um a player to watch this week.
0: Yeah. Let's move on um to his wide receivers, Josh Gordon. Man. Nineteen point game against Green Bay last week and at Tennessee this week.
1: Yeah, um Tennessee is actually the one of the best teams that's stopping the big play. Um, obviously, they haven't had the most exciting run of teams that they've played against. They've played against Jacksonville, Miami, Baltimore, Dallas. They're, those aren't great big play teams, obviously. So um, I do see New England having a better ability to make those big plays. But um, Tennessee's not too bad at it. So I feel like Josh Gordon... Could be more of a temper your expectations kind of play this week. I know everyone's excited after his huge week last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he's a solid play, but I don't see him exploding quite as much as he did the previous week.
0: Okay. Uh, do you think he still has a solid floor? Maybe six six plus?
1: Yeah, I'd say he does still have a solid floor, though. I um, He's getting more and more involved in the offense. I see him catching at least four to five balls. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that big game... Uh, was, I think, even more hyped up just because uh, it it was kind of building up to it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, His other wide receiver that he has starting (laughs) right now is Mike Williams, and you are saying put in fits against Kansas City.
1: I am saying put in fits. Um, Obviously, I think this owner has a special connection with Mike Williams. His past name was based around Mike Williams. But if you look (laughs) at it, Mike Williams has one catch in each of his three previous games, you are banking on that touchdown catch. Um, obviously, if you want to do that, I think Mike Williams is honestly a good bet against Oakland. Um, he can definitely catch that touchdown against this team. But if you want to be a little bit on the safer side, and I think it's not just safe. I think Larry Fitzgerald is a great play this week. So, yeah, I think that's the kind of considerations that you have to take in account.
0: Yeah, I think the Oakland, uh, being against Oakland is the enticing factor. Uh, but I can see that sure. Fitzgerald also having a good game this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was most involved and fully healthy now in that past week against San Fran. He had a huge game. Even in Denver, he was starting to pick it up. Now he's got his bye week, more involvement with um, his new offensive coordinator and Josh Rosen, hopefully, um, will ride off of his game winning drive in San Francisco against a beatable kansas city defense um i have
0: uh you mahomes winning this week uh against alvin and the pick tucks what about you
1: so um i have a little bit of a cop out in my prediction <laughs> i i said y'all mahomes as well unless he starts larry fitzgerald and then i lean more towards alvin and the pig tucks team I'm really excited about this Alvin and the Pig Tucks team. Um, I've had them as a dark horse to win it all for yeah. a couple of weeks now. And I honestly think this team has huge potential. And so um, if um, this is a big week um, against the number one team in the league, so if Alvin and the Pig can't do it, uh, that's a lot of momentum to keep riding on.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll uh, put them at the same record as Yama Holmes if Alvin and the Pig wins. Yeah, for sure. So that'd be very, very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, the Brady Bunch versus God Turley. God Turley put up a very, very uh, disappointing week last week, <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't intend that. Point, you, but yeah. you, you almost, you almost <laughs> outscored him this week with Roethlisberger and Gigi Smith Schuster. <laughs> that's, that's, that's
1: pretty crazy. Two players, not bad. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, but God Turley's team, he has Drew Brees as his quarterback, uh, Todd Gurley as his running back, along with Matt Breida and Mark Ingram, Devonta Adams and Golden Tate as his receivers, uh, George Kittle as his tight end, the Redskins defense, and Mason Crosby as his kicker.
1: Yep, and the Brady Bunch on the other side of the field, another extremely hot team as of late. Um, They started originally with only one more win than Chubb for the dub, so I think his ascent has been pretty impressive as well but he's rolling out tom brady as quarterback leonard forney (laughs) net as his returning (laughs) running back he's finally got this guy back hopefully he does well yeah (laughs) that pronunciation was a little difficult it's a little rough but um (laughs) christian mccaffrey as running back he had a huge game against pittsburgh the only uh uh, panthers player to have a good game basically um Tyler Boyd Michael Thomas Alan Robinson as that receiver trio Kelsey as the tight end Chargers defense and Ryan suck up,
0: suck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah Chargers defense against Oakland uh seems like a good pick uh, yeah that's
1: that's a hot pick right there yeah
0: Travis Kelsey with a huge game last week against Cleveland uh probably have a solid game like this week against Arizona
1: Yeah, um, Arizona has been pretty good against the tight end, actually. Um, I don't know how much of that is due to the fact that teams don't really need to do much to beat (laughs) Arizona. Um, So I don't know if they're really that great against the tight end. But I think this will be an interesting matchup for Travis Kelsey. Obviously, you can't bench him. He's the number one tight end in standard leagues. Oh, yeah, definitely can't bench him.
0: Allen Robinson is back, uh, and Michael Thomas, who some people were concerned because of the Des Bryant pickup, but obviously with Des not playing, uh, Michael Thomas should have a solid game against Cincinnati, who's, man, if I were a Cincinnati fan, I would be kind of uh, worried for the season.
1: Yeah, Cincinnati started the season really strong, Um, they're starting to taper off lately, um, I think that's kind of just a function of having Andy Dalton as your quarterback. He's, he's decent, but you can't trust on him week yeah. in, week out. A.J. Green being out as well will be, I think, a huge hit to Andy Dalton. And I think that's an interesting point because the Brady Bunch has the new number one receiver in Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd. What do you think about him?
0: Tyler Boyd, yeah. Um, especially with A.J. Green out, I think it's um, – I mean, the ball has to go somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have to throw it somehow <laughs> New Orleans is gonna score on you you gotta throw the ball somewhere.
0: yeah and, and last week uh, he he hasn't been doing terribly uh, against Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay he uh, put up 18.2, 19.6 points uh, didn't do so hot against Kansas City 2.7 points uh, but New Orleans isn't um, a great defense that would worry you too much to the point that you couldn't start Tyler Boyd um, and especially with the opportunities now, even then, with aJ Green, he was getting um, a good amount of receptions and targets, uh, especially and now with aJ Green out, I think, man, yeah i would I wouldn't be scared to start Tyler Boyd at all this week and moving forward yeah. as long as AJ
1: Green is out. no, I think Tyler Boyd, he's been a top fifteen receiver despite being the number two option on his team. Um he's obviously. Great, and now that, honestly, they don't have any more receiving options, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't very deep at the receiver position to begin with, and they are, aren't deep at the tight end position. He's going to get a lot of targets. Um, I'm a little worried for this week, because New Orleans is very beatable against the pass, but they're actually pretty good against the number one wide receiver because of Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, and yeah. Tyler Boyd will now become that number one wide receiver, I think this week might be a little bit of growing pains for Boyd um, as Andy Dalton could possibly look at the weaker areas of the uh, New Orleans defense and Tyler Boyd having to now uh, assume that number one receiver position. But for the rest of the way, I think Boyd is definitely on to come up.
0: Yeah, so it'll be uh, interesting to see how Tyler Boyd fares against um, the number one cornerback on a... Good team, um, overall, man. New Orleans sure. definitely a playoff contender, Super Bowl contender this year, I think.
1: They did a good stop, a uh, good job stopping the Rams last week. I yeah, that one. was. Um, oh
0: man, I got so excited.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, New Orleans. Yeah, they're they no joke.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, the Brady Bunch has two players coming back from injuries: uh, Leonard Fournette, as you mentioned, and Allen Robinson. Um, what do you? Man, Leonard Fournette. If you look at his week, he had two games, five point five points <laughs> and three point five
1: points. Um, oh man! Coming
0: back from last year, who where, where he pretty much dominated whenever he was healthy. Um, this season, half the season he hasn't been healthy, and now um, he's back. And against Indianapolis, what do you think?
1: Um, I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'm just I'm really not that excited about Leonard Fournette anymore for the season um, they the Jacksonville offense obviously just looks like a disaster making their defense look a lot worse than it actually is I feel like um, obviously um, TJ Yeldon was good in Leonard Fournette's place while he was the starter but I think one thing that must be considered is that TJ Yeldon was basically the only available running back for that team he got all the carries all the touches now Leonard Fournette is entering the team back with not only TJ Yeldon still on the team but also Carlos Hyde I think you probably if you could want to bench him this week to see how his role will play out after this super long injury but Obviously, if you don't have better options, then yeah, you gotta roll with the punches.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. I I don't know. Um, if you if Leonard Fournette plays this week and gets you sub seven points, um, are you benching him the week after, or do you think it might be just them easing him in, especially with other options on in their backfield?
1: Yeah, I think um seeing the usage will probably be the most um telling part. Um, If he gets like maybe just like uh, 5 to 10 touches, I think you are worried about him. And then next week, he's against Pittsburgh, who has been on fire lately. I think, yeah, he might actually be a bench option. But if he's getting still those 20 touches a game, I feel like you can't bench a running back who's getting 20 touches. So, yeah, we'll see how his usage plays out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, And then Allen Robinson, back from injury, um, against the Detroit Lions uh, secondary, who's been pretty
1: solid yeah um their number one cornerback is very good I'm Darius Slay that's his name Darius Slay is very good um one of the very few bright spots on that Detroit Lions (laughs) defense so um yeah it could definitely lead to the potential of Allen Robinson really being back in this game as a decoy um so I think Allen Robinson is probably not the best start this week um, I'm worried for him against this cornerback and since he hasn't really played the past three weeks.
0: Uh yeah, definitely. And and the Giants also traded um uh Snacks Harrison to to the Lions also, right?
1: Yeah. Um he hasn't looked too great the past two weeks. <laughs> the Detroit Lions have still been really bad against the run. So um maybe you can attribute some of that to um him having to learn this new team, uh, learn the blitz formations, and et cetera. But, yeah. but honestly, in terms it doesn't... of pressure
0: on Mitch Trubisky, um, in a in a um, in a big game, it's a it's a, a conference game against Detroit. Um, do you think Mitch Trubisky will be able to stand up to that pressure and get it to his number one wide right receiver, Allen Robinson, or um, is he going to have a tough game this week?
1: Man, um, I think. This is definitely a game where Mitch Trubisky has to perform. I feel like uh, the Bears are quickly having playoff aspirations for not just this season, but for future seasons. And if Mitch Trubisky can't really pull through against a pretty bad defense, I think that's going to be a little worrisome. I, I'd say he's he, he's talented enough to get it done, though, this week.
0: All right, let's hope uh, for that. On the other side of the ball, Gauter Lee has... Uh, Drew Brees as his quarterback coming back from a great game against uh, the Rams uh, where he had to throw the ball a lot, and he did for 346 yards and four touchdowns this week against Cincinnati. Um, this is actually the, I believe, the highest over-under game um,
1: this week. Dang, is it really?
0: Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Last time I checked.
1: Man, are there some low score? Yeah, I guess I could see it. Um, obviously, New Orleans will score a ton. Um... Cincinnati though, oh, I'm I, I don't know if I like what I'm seeing from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Man, I think um, I'd even bet the game, um, right under Drew Brees, the LA Rams versus Seattle Seahawks. I think that one score more points, at the top of the bat, I feel like, but
0: yeah, yeah it, it's the the over under right now. I believe, is 40, uh, 54 points.
1: For New Orleans and Cincinnati, yeah. Dang, okay, I'll, I'll take the under on that.
0: Yeah, um. Man, I I don't know if 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 it is if it does go over then um, in, obviously Drew Brees is going to have a good game. What about uh, Mark Ingram?
1: Ooh, yeah, that's true. He's um he's put Mark Ingram in this game, um Cincinnati. Man, actually, to be honest, if this over and under thing uh, comes to being fulfilled, I think what I would imagine is New Orleans scoring like thirty points. <laughs> and uh, you know Cincinnati rounding out the the bottom half of that uh, rest of the over under. So, yeah, I think honestly if you have New Orleans players, I think you play them.
0: Yeah, I think uh I mean Cincinnati Cincinnati doesn't have a great defense and yeah. they don't have um they have a very shaken up offense because of um AJ Green being out. It's I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm also very curious why the over under is so high on this game. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the NFL was rigged, so we're so trying to get some viewership.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first. Or we you, heard it, yeah, you heard so. it here first.
0: Uh, keep it on the download. Y'all sleeping. Um, y'all sleeping.
1: Yeah, I just got uh, news from uh, uh, Goodell that we weren't supposed to say that. So, Oh, uh, man. This will be our <laughs>
0: uh, final episode of this podcast, <laughs> unfortunately.
1: For sure. Yeah, I think um, Cincinnati... Um, Man, I think you just need to look back at that Kansas City game. Kansas City um, isn't a great defense either. It's c- uh, pretty comparable to New Orleans, I feel like, but Cincinnati can only put up 10 points with that, and that was with A.J. Green. I don't know um, if they'll be able to uh, do that well against New Orleans this week. Yeah, I, I oh
0: man, just based on the over-under currently, I'm expecting Mark Ingram to have a solid game, but... Um, In terms of just what I really expect, I don't think Mark Ingram is gonna uh, really be needed as much.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking. Um, he's got double-digit touches in every single game he's been back, except the Ellie one Uh, where she had nine. Yeah. Um, honestly, if you get double-digit touches against the Cincinnati Bengals, that's I I think you're you have a pretty good floor at the very least. Yeah, that's definitely
0: it's a decent floor. Yeah, no, it's, it's not bad at all. It's going to be something to watch out for, and I think it'll kind of um, give you a better understanding of Mark Ingram rest of the season. For sure. Um, Golden Tate, who got traded to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, didn't have a great game last week, but still got a a lot of looks.
1: For sure. Um, Yeah, he, he... He had a busy offensive role, so <laughs> according to ESPN projections, <laughs> so um, yeah, I think Golden Tate is a solid, if not spectacular, play. Um, honestly, I feel like his trade to the Eagles was more, more or less, a sidestep. Uh, the Lions um, were like on the Lions. He had a pretty good role, and he was kind of hit or miss. Um, was more or less solid. I think more or less will stay the same with the Eagles.
0: Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how de- he develops um, into the uh, into their whole offensive scheme. For sure. Um, uh, despite God Turley's terrible, god awful, <laughs> <laughs> uh, performance last week, um, I have God Turley winning this week.
1: Yeah, I do too, actually. So I guess we both have a quick-to-forget memories. Yeah, uh, but
0: definitely a little worrisome with uh, Christian McCaffrey, 31.8 points. Uh, yeah, we off to um, a good start. Man. So we'll see how, how uh, that goes. Let's move on to the last but not least uh, matchup of this upcoming Week 10, Things in a Blanket versus the
1: Fiery Chasm whence It Came. For sure. On Diggs in the Blanket, we've got Russell Wilson, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Chiefs defense, and Greg Zerline.
0: Yes, sir. And on the other side on the fiery chasm whence it came, he has Carson Wentz as his quarterback, Jordan Howard, Tevin Coleman as his running backs, Amari Cooper, Antonio Brown and Brandon Cooks as his running backs, tight end Benjamin Watson. Uh, the Jets defense and Stephen
1: Stephen Gauss- <laughs> um, gigger. For sure. Those PHs, man. what, what are all these Stevens with the PHs? <laughs> is
0: it Steven or Stefan? You gotta keep it simple like Stefan Diggs. Go with the sure. F. That's the F that's what it's for. There's literally one letter. You don't there's one less letter you have to use to do the same same. This is my rant. On the English language, there's you can use one letter for the sound, but why you gotta put two and make it confusing for everybody else, especially for the word Stephen? You meet someone and they have a name tag that says S T E P H E N, and you go, "Oh, hi, Stephen." They go, "No, it's Stefan." Like, no, like it says, (laughs) like,
1: like you know, (laughs) make up your mind. No, I'm very glad we both got in a uh, rant on topics we're very passionate about. It's important stuff.
0: Man, if you missed this episode, man, you're missing out on what the bench squad is all about. For sure, for
1: sure. we have a good time.
0: Oh, man. Um, yeah, let's go into some of the more relevant players.
1: let's go to the next game
0: (laughs) (laughs) see see you guys Um, (laughs) the fiery cats once it came has uh, Antonio Brown already played 15.6 points solid game for Antonio Brown which is not surprising Um, Amari Cooper man Mm -hmm. um, on Dallas last week had a solid game uh, 11.8 points um, one touchdown 58 yards and then this week against Philadelphia
1: yeah, uh, should I go back into my Dallas man here? Or is, oh, it, man. Is, it... is it part two? Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so Amari Cooper had a good game. I like it. 12 points. I think better things are ahead of him. I think he's he'll be better in Dallas than Oakland. But, oh, my gosh. If the Cowboys are a smart team, which is not a guarantee. I think they are not (laughs) at this point. So we may see more of the same with Amari Cooper, but they were playing the game incredibly dumb. I said that uh, Zeke Elliott had 10 points at halftime and then they failed to use him in the second half. Amari Cooper was part of the reason why Dak Prescott was forcing the ball to this guy. It paid off for that one touchdown, but he threw so many terrible <laughs> looks at Cooper throughout the rest of the game. One of them was a terrible, basically back-breaking interception where he was bracketed by Titans receivers, but Dak Prescott still tried to force the ball to Cooper. I think that's an encouraging sign, but if the Cowboys are, want to be a good team, they have to stop forcing the ball so much and rely on what works on their team, which I feel like is their running game but we'll see what happens I think Amari Cooper is a solid play still in Philadelphia based on his usage last week
0: yeah um good this is a Sunday night game um so that uh Tony Romo doesn't have to be announcing it or else he might be crying <laughs> in the booth
1: I I feel so bad for Tony Romo Dak Prescott looks so good his rookie season but oh yeah I don't know what happened he he just looks off the mark so like that's another thing with Amari Cooper you have a quarterback who's basically a coin flip to break 200 yards in any given game. Yeah. Um, when you only get, like, if you if, like, if you have a quarterback who sometimes uh, 50% of the time has under 200 yards passing, like, how much upside can you really have? Um, oh, man, Dak Prescott. <laughs> I miss Tony Robo. If you oh, can't man. tell in this podcast, I miss that guy. Tony, man, if you're I listening, uh,
0: I think Brian wants you back next season. <laughs> Please. Um, another name to mention, Jordan Howard had a great game last week. Uh, this week we mentioned I mentioned him earlier. Expecting him to have a solid game. Um Tevin Coleman also had a huge game last week. Um put him in the put uh the fiery chasm once it came in the lead against you. Um for sure, two times in a row. <laughs> yeah, who <Ooh.
1: laughs>
0: times. Um, And Brandon Cooks, we mentioned uh, his wide receiver on the Rams. Uh, Benjamin Watson, the uh, New Orleans uh, tight end, who had a solid game last week and two weeks ago uh, against Baltimore and the Rams. uh, This week against Cincinnati, another, like we said, the high over-under game. What do you expect out of Benjamin Watson? And um, what's his outlook on the rest of the season, do you think?
1: Man, um if Des Bryant was in the picture, I would have essentially said Benjamin Watson is pretty fantasy irrelevant. I feel like Des Bryant would occupy that sort of role, but obviously that <laughs> yeah. did not pan out. Oh, and um, <laughs> I think Benjamin Watson is in a very good situation. He still looks solid, but um, it, so he's in a very good offense that has a large capability to score points. But if you had to pick any. New Orleans Saints member to fall out of the game plan. This is the guy. Um, so he's, he's dealing with one of those kind of high ceiling, lower, very low floor kind of games. And you can mm-hmm. kind of see that in his past couple of games. Baltimore, he had double digit. Then Minnesota, he had zero points. He wasn't. Uh, he didn't even catch a pass. So, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: definitely. And on the other side of the ball, and digs in a blanket, uh, he has uh, Russell Wilson playing against the Rams. Russell Wilson has been pretty solid the uh, past few weeks. Um and now against the Rams who probably want to get back this week with a win. Um, Russell Wilson, how does he play this week? Especially with, uh, man, Doug Baldwin being not so great this year. He's so, yeah. he's so irrelevant. This year. I forgot. I almost forgot his name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's my guy. He's, he's, uh, ah, I think, uh, I think they're both going to be on the come up. Um, Recently, obviously, Seattle's been running the ball a ton. I feel like if Chris Carson is out this week, and especially against the LA Rams, who you really can't run against. Um, they have Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue obviously, at that defensive line. That's just one huge, like, okay, we don't want to really go there. Um, and the Rams will be putting up a lot of points. So I feel like this is a matchup where... He should be throwing, and so I think he's a solid play. If he's not, if he doesn't end up performing well this week, I think that is a very warning sign for the rest of the season.
0: Uh, Saquon Barkley, um, his production has been kind of dwindling down a little bit against Atlanta and Washington, um, and then they had the bye coming back now against San Francisco, who's there, who who their um, uh, rushing defense is kind of middle of the pack. Is he? Is, is is he just going to kind of even out, or is he going to still produce some 20-plus games, do you think?
1: Man, no, I think he still definitely has a lot of 20-point games left in his uh, season. His lowest point total in standard scoring, believe it or not, is a double-digit 10.8. I feel like this guy is a stud. He has a solid, extremely solid floor, especially with how much he's being used in the screen game. Um, I think against San Francisco, obviously, you, you're trying him out there.
0: All right, yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't sit him. Maybe trade him for the Bears' defense. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah, uh, his other. I, I second that trade,
1: yeah. right? But not this week.
0: Actually, next week. Next, next week. week. Next week. Next <laughs> <laughs> yeah, week.
1: I'm down for that next week.
0: <laughs> um, Aaron Jones uh, and Kenyon Drake. Aaron Jones hasn't been doing uh, great, but still serviceable. Um, you're starting him either way, right?
1: Yeah, um Aaron Jones. Man, I was I was looking at this game against Miami and I was seeing this I I just had that feeling where this would be his breakout game. Um he obviously had that basically game clinching fumble against New Orleans, New England, which marks the second straight week where Green Bay has lost <laughs> due to a fumble Ooh. from one of their running backs. Um, so I don't know how that will affect his usage this upcoming game. Um, I know Mike McCarthy already likes his other running back, Jamal Williams, although Jamal Williams isn't even that good either. But, oh man, so I was actually really digging um, this to be a bakeout week. But now at this point, ah, but yeah, you're still starting him.
0: All right. What about Kenyon Drake? Uh, you want to talk about him?
1: Nah, dude, I think
0: he <laughs> <sucked>. <laughs> He had a terrible game last week against the Jets. I mean, the Jets' defense isn't bad, but 3.5 um, points, which is 9 yards on 3 attempts, uh, compared to his 12 and 6 carries the weeks before, um, putting up 14.7 and 21.5 points with a touchdown each. Is he touchdown dependent?
1: Man, um, he really is. He's dependent on that big play... Um... He's a little bit um, – He's he gets a decent amount of touches, but he hasn't passed 14 attempts this season. And um, for what it's worth, like, man, I, I, I guess I have to, like, give credit to Frank Gore. I don't know, oh, yeah. like, how he's doing it. I don't know how he sucks up so well to each and every one of his head coaches. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, no, no, respect to him for being, like, probably the oldest dinosaur in the league Seriously. but like he's he just keeps on finding like significant roles on every team and um, Frank Gore um, obviously isn't the more talented back but he has the majority of the work in this offense so I don't know how you could really confidently trot out Kenyon Jake mm-hmm. uh,
0: Keenan Allen his receiver uh, on the Chargers against the uh, o- Oakland Raiders this week definitely starting him what about Jarvis Landry uh, who hasn't who's kind of been up and down uh, this whole season Um, his ups being pretty solid but his downs being super low
1: yeah man um, Jarvis Landry um, he was starting to receive more kind of work down the field in the middle of the field Um, earlier on in the season actually with Tyrod Taylor and um, in Miami but recently baker mayfield has really just using him as a bailout tool which i think is a little concerning um that being said i feel like you gotta start him against atlanta um they're not very strong against receivers and um the game script will obviously be making cleveland throw a lot so you i guess um he's not very optimistic but i feel like you have to put him out there <clears throat>
0: All right, yeah. So I got in this matchup. I have uh, Diggs in a blanket. Steve's team uh, beating the fiery chasm once it came, and so do you.
1: Yeah, um, I think this is another case of the people's win. Um, <laughs> please, uh, let's get some more upsets. Get some of the five and four. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I do, I do really like Blankets, team, even though I've been ripping on them this whole segment. But I, I, I like. I, I can I feel like theme so far has just been I I like this play on paper but like you just can't be too optimistic with the performances that they have been putting up recently so yeah
0: and that and that's kind of how this whole season has been uh, especially the past few weeks with so many upsets um, happening because there are like on paper it's kind of clear who's going to win there are a few games that you're kind of uncertain about but most games it just seems pretty clear who's going to win and then all these upsets.
1: Yeah, so um, it's been exciting to see these upsets. Uh, I want to see more.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely makes our league more interesting. Um, just to go back to our standings, we have two teams at six and three, uh, four teams, or three teams at five and four, four teams at four and five, and one team at two and seven. Everyone except for the two and seventeen, unfortunately. <laughs> It's, pretty, it's still pretty much in the, uh, it, the uh, potent, potential playoff group. Um, kind of everyone's in the middle of the pack right now.
1: Yeah, everyone's very much
0: in it. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I think the next two, three weeks um, will... I mean, <laughs> next two, three weeks, and then we're into the playoffs.
1: For sure.
0: Uh, it'll be... Oh, man. At this point, anyone's game, really. Yeah. Hopefully ours, my man. Oh, man. I'll see you in the finals.
1: (laughs) For sure. Let's make it happen.
0: All right. Um, Don't forget to check us out on TheBenchSquad.com to see all our predictions, our uh, game scores, and submit your own predictions for these matches, uh, for these matchups. And we will... See you next week, uh, week 11.
1: For sure. Have a
0: good one, guys. All right, get yourself a juice box.
1: I'm just thirsty.